Hey guys, welcome back to One Day Wiser. It's Wednesday again, and I'm so excited to be recording and um, getting to talk with you guys. And this week, I'm just going to get right into it. This is going to be talking about living like Jesus in um, everyday life. And it's actually a combination of something that I learned in depth while I was in Montenegro, but then I also heard a sermon about a, an element of this um, concept just this last week, and I think the two of them in combination are actually really helpful, and I'm really excited to share it with you guys. So bear with me because in my mind, I had to make the connections of what God was teaching me of how they work together and how they intertwine Um, because there are elements that are separate and some that are linked, Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to get into it. So thinking about being a Christian, being a believer, we know we're called to close communion with God. We're called to that intimate relationship with him, that one-on-one, you know, learning God's heart because he already knows your heart, but to reciprocate that and pursue him and learn how to spend time with him, to get to know him and to um, learn his promptings from his Holy Spirit and, um, you know, just the whole entirety of relationship with God as believers, we know that we're called to that at an intimate level. And looking at, well, gee, how do we do that? You know, a lot of people struggle with this idea that God's too big or he's too far away or he's not personal enough or that your sin can get in the way of that intimate relationship or that God doesn't care about um, little people here on earth, um, or that this whole, like, God is God and we're humans, so how does that work? How does that intimate relationship work? Um, and there's hope for all of us, and we are fortunate enough to have that model of Jesus, and, I heard in a sermon by Alan Hood, he's really amazing, highly suggest go look at his stuff, listen to his preachings, he's absolutely amazing, but he did a message at this conference that I went to this last week, and he said, Jesus is our example of God on earth, and Jesus is God's example of the human heart. And, you know, Jesus is the middle ground of God and man. And we get to see what living a spirit-filled life in direct connection to the Father looked like through the image of Jesus. And I just think that's such a relief for me personally because it's just a lot easier to know that there's something modeled for us. Obviously, we will never be as perfect as Jesus because he was perfect and blameless in every possible way, never sinned, never gave into temptation, you know, um, did everything right. And we're obviously all so far from that every minute of the day. 
Um, but it's beautiful to know that there is hope in how we can strive to be like Jesus. And the Bible has example after example of how Jesus lived and how Jesus was able to be in such close communion with the Father, even as a human, even though he was fully God and fully man, um, focusing on the man part, the human part of Jesus' story, he was able to be in close communion with the Father. And that's just a big, like I said, big relief for me that there's hope that we can all achieve that and that God wants that for us and that God gave us Jesus as an example of that. So I have a ton of scripture for you guys because when I was learning this, um, the guy that taught me, his name is Drew Denton, um, he taught our um, team about this. All of the scripture that I have for you is from the book of John and it's just talking about different examples of where Jesus says that he didn't come on his own accord, but he came from God and God is the one that sent him and God is the, um, really the entire reason why he's here. Um, so I would highly suggest if you look at the book of John chapters five, six, seven, and eight, there's a bunch of scripture in in that whole area where Jesus is just explaining why God sent him and how he and the father are, um, like John 14, um, 10 through 11. Do you not believe that I am in the father and the father is in me? This is what Jesus is saying. The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but of the father who dwells in me and does his works. Believe me that I am in the father and the father is in me. Um, so it's just more scripture example of how Jesus and the father were one and in such close communion that they were that Jesus was able to say that the father is in him and like I said there's a difference between Jesus being fully God and fully man um but we can still have close relationship with Jesus or I'm sorry a close relationship with God um if we just look at how Jesus lived. So, um, Jesus didn't do anything outside of the father. Everything that he did, he spent ample time in prayer and in, um, Jesus spent a lot of time in community and a lot of time in isolation with the father. Um, and both of those elements are really important in the Christian faith, the community part. I'm going to talk about that later um, in a future podcast. But um, the isolation part is also really critical because he spent ample time in prayer and in intercession just with the Father. So the Father had time to pour into Jesus and Jesus was familiar with his voice, was familiar with his promptings, familiar with um, the trends of the Father and the heart of the Father. And that is something really important for us to remember is to be spending that really lengthy time with the Lord. And it's something that is hard to do. I know everyone's really 
busy or honestly sometimes I can be honest with you guys I can set time aside to be with the Lord and then halfway through or even like early on my mind just isn't in the right place to set that time aside and to be with the Lord and to be quiet and intimate and give the Lord time to sit and wait at the Lord's feet and that's something that I'm continuously working on is to give myself more time with the Lord and more time in his presence um, so that I can learn the heart of the Father, so I can learn the trends of the Father, so I can learn how God speaks to me and through me and um, just learning how to be in close communion with the Father. It's an ongoing process and I'm sure it's going to take me the rest of my life to figure that out. Um, but we get to see how Jesus did it in and out of the Bible. And I just would encourage you, um, if you're looking for ways to dig deeper in your faith, or if you're looking for ways to um, take your faith to the next level, look at how Jesus lived. Look at how Jesus spent time with the Father, how Jesus interacted with the Father and with people and Jesus was just entirely dependent on on the Father. And I just think that that gives us a lot of hope that we can be in close communion with the Father. And that's my hope and my prayer for all of you is that that is all of our goals to be walking with the Lord in such a way. Um, so that's what I have for you guys um, I hope it's encouraging, and I hope this maybe lightened the burden a little bit, um, that we can pursue the Father in such a way, and that He's not some far-off God that doesn't care. Um, God loves each and every one of us, and He will meet you there if you wait for Him at His feet, if you genuinely want to honor him with your life he will meet you there he will not um leave you or give you half of him he will give you all of him and it'll be beautiful and I just want to encourage you to keep pursuing him and yeah I hope this is an encouragement to you because it's an encouragement to me that there is hope for us all all right now it's time for what I read this week what I heard this week and what I listened to this week. So what I read this week is in Ephesians. And honestly, Ephesians is so rich. Galatians, Ephesians, Romans, John. So many books of the New Testament are just filled with so much. And I have to be careful because I can read over scripture. And really miss the depth of scripture. So I'm really working hard recently to really dig and pay attention to word choice and what the scriptures truly are meaning and representing and getting at. Um, so it's been it's been really fun and it's just really um, grown me in a lot of ways. So anyway, the this passage I read it a couple weeks ago and kind of just blew through it, but I wanted to read it again, and I'm so glad that I did because it's really rich in just good things. So I am in Ephesians 1 and I'm going to be reading 
um, Ephesians 1, starting in 17. And it says, so this is Paul speaking, and he says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And that passage, oh my goodness, so that is um, Ephesians 1, 17 through 21. So amazing, and that's talking about pretty much everything that I just mentioned about getting to know the Father. Paul knew the Father, and he is asking God to give other people the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that they could know the Father better. He knew how good it was to know the Lord, and he wanted that for other people. And it's just, he even says that your eyes, the eyes of your heart would be enlightened so that you would know the hope that he's called you to. Oh, I love, I love these verses. It's just so promising and so uplifting to know that in God's heart, he has these things for us and relationship with him is beautiful. It's not a burden. It's not um, a task that's hard, but it's beautiful and for our benefit really. But yes, I just really like that passage and I wanted to share it with you. Um, I hope you, I'm Oh, also side note, I'm reading out of the NIV and that's just the Bible that I have. I really like the NIV. I have the life application study Bible. So I read the, obviously the scripture, but I also read the commentary, the notes on the bottom, and those are really helpful too. Um, yeah, I just wanted to remind everyone what translation I use. Um, but I will get into what I heard this week. So I went to, um, a conference. I didn't go to the whole thing. The whole thing was seven days. I only went to two of two sessions of the seven day conference. But um, the first one that I went to was the one I said about Alan Hood. He, like I said, amazing speaker. I would definitely suggest looking him up. I know he's on YouTube. Um, he's he's super great. And the second session that I went to was by Lou Angle. He was the speaker, and he was also amazing. I'm sure plenty of you have heard of him. If you haven't, go check out his stuff. He has just an amazing heart for mission work and the Great Commission, and he's a very powerful speaker, so definitely look into him. But he said a couple things that I wanted to share um, he said, if you're faithful with your field, your boundaries will be extended. He talked about Jabez's prayer in, um, 
First Chronicles 4, 9 through 10, he talked about um, the prayer of Jabez, and that's what his entire sermon was on. But he was saying that um, if you're faithful with your field, your boundaries will be extended. If you are faithful with what God gave you, and he said, don't despise the days of small beginnings. If God gives you something small, be faithful with it and be intentional with it and be persistent with it. And God will extend your boundaries. He will grant you more. He will give you more to work with or more to be involved with or more blessings or more whatever that is in that, in your field. Um, but he also said to extend the boundaries of your faith so boundaries can be both physical and spiritual um, of what you have or what your life looks like, but also on the spiritual, the boundaries of your faith will increase if you're faithful with what God gives you. Um, and I just thought that was really encouraging. So I hope you guys also find it encouraging. And now for the song of the week. The song is called Greater Things by Mac Brock, and I really like this song. It's very easy to listen to. I play it in the car a lot. I really like the line that says, I've seen this fight from the victory, and it's just a good reminder of our victory that we have with Christ on our side, and I just hope you guys like it. Um, it's up there, one of my favorite songs, but enjoy! Enjoy! 